And today we are talking about imaginary friends with our resident child psychologist, Katiana Azman. Let's begin with um, what does psychology say about imaginary friends? Psychology says that in children, it is absolutely normal, right? And a lot of times parents do get very concerned. But the reality of it is it's something that is to some extent even age appropriate as the brain sort of develops and becomes a lot more creative and kind of imaginary play is a healthy step that children go through. Uh, In fact, when children don't have imaginary play, that's usually a red flag that we look for when assessing for sort of neurodevelopmental concerns. So imaginary friends are completely a normal part of childhood life. Not all kids will have them, but Mm -hmm. if your child has them, not to be too concerned. Hmm. Is there a line at which imaginary friends are supposed to quietly, softly, softly go into the (laughs) night? Well, generally speaking, anything sort of prior to the age of 12 Mm -hmm. is sort of in the realm of like it's kind of acceptable. Anything north of 12. So if you're a teenager starting to talk about imaginary friends and to the extent where these imaginary friends become very real, Mm -hmm. right? So they can't differentiate between real people and imaginary friends. They might choose to engage more in this imaginary world versus the real one. Things like that are usually something we have to keep an eye out for and and maybe look into but anything prior to the age of 12 is completely acceptable within the field so let's talk about why these friends come up in the first place so if we look at child development there is sort of a window of time usually sort of starting in sort of i would say the late toddler stage so probably around like three four five where the brain is doing a lot of growth when it comes to developing upon a child's imagination so that's why you might have little kids tell you these really extravagant stories (laughs) about Mm. things that happened at school and Mm -hmm. and that's usually just their brain kind of harnessing upon that sort of creativity and again it's all really really good things and some kids who might be really interested in a particular cartoon character or a particular game or something like that might then bring that into their imaginary play and so it is not uncommon that kids might imagine certain characters or certain elements of the things they're interested in as being things that they kind of like interact with in their play it is not to be confused again with these kids will often be able to differentiate between their imaginary friends and their siblings and their real friends who are in front of them. So they don't see them necessarily in the same way that we would see each other. But it is something that, yeah, they kind of like bring in from all the things that they're interested in. And that can sometimes formulate the imaginary friend that they have. You know, we might know that they're not as real, but to them sometimes, <laughs> firsthand experience, they're <laughs> yeah. absolutely real, real for sure. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So we just can rest assured that that's not the case. Kajana, a little while ago, you're talking about the fact that, you know, imaginary friends kind of exist before the age of 12. And some kids have it, some kids don't. If they don't have it, not really that much of a problem. But if they don't have that imaginary play or imagination, that could be problematic. So can we talk a little bit about why having imaginary friends is actually healthy for child development and what that means if it's not happening? Well, having an imaginary friend also indicates that your child is interested in a social connection, right? Mm. So this friend might not be real, (laughs) but it indicates that your child is, again, harnessing upon their creativity. They are recognizing sort of the enjoyment that comes from social relationships. They're wanting to have back and forth conversations, even though the response might be more in their head versus ours. Mm -hmm. But that type of interaction is healthy and, again, indicative of typical development, right? But again, there are some children who don't necessarily have imaginary friends, 
but they do engage in imaginary play and what mm. that looks like is for example using their toys to kind of enact a fight scene or mm. they might um use a like my daughter uses the phone remote oh, sorry the, the TV remote as a telephone right, right? Okay. um so that is considered imaginary play when a child uses their own creativity to generate some type of play activity that is mm. not sort of what is in front of them necessarily mm. so that is typical and that's actually something that we would like to see in young children the other side of the equation is if we have a child who is extremely literal a child who finds it very difficult to participate in imaginary play and doesn't see how things could be potentially used other than the purpose it's intended for right. that is one of the criteria that's listed in um sort of what we look for with children who are on the autism spectrum because they do struggle mm-hmm. with sort of that literal interpretation of the world mm-hmm. uh, that will then also impact their social relationships their ability to communicate and understand sarcasm and all of that other mm-hmm. stuff that comes with interaction right. so yes yeah, so i think that you know having that imaginary component however that might be is typical and very much welcome but if you have a child who struggles with that then we want to kind of keep an eye out i would say to parents don't immediately panic and think your child is on the spectrum if they're not doing part- imaginary play it could be also lack of exposure and kind of knowing how to do that so right. if you are not showing your child how to play in an imaginary way your child is not being given different suggestions on how to use things they're not going to naturally necessarily know how to do it so right. get on the ground play with your kid have an imaginary tea party hmm. do all this stuff and see whether your child picks it up and if so wonderful and if mm-hmm. not something to look into you know when it comes to having an imaginary friend mm. let's say instead of a completely imaginary one they give a toy a character mm. like they use a teddy bear and then they name the teddy bear and then they have these imaginary conversations with the teddy bear does that mm-hmm. still count as an imaginary friend Absolutely. Well, okay. maybe more imaginary play. Okay. Um, when we talk about imaginary friends, we usually refer to sort of a character or an individual right. that the child sees that everyone else doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's sort of the it's sort of a fictional friend that they interact with. I would say it can some kids transfer that to their stuffed animals and toys potentially, but more commonly not so. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So Katerina, when it comes to imaginary friends, how far should parents play along? with mm. the kids imaginary friend. Yes. Yeah. There's absolutely nothing wrong with playing along, right? The only thing that I would tell parents is, you know, keep an eye out for how invasive I would say the imaginary friend is, right? Mm. So if this imaginary friend is something that we'll say forces but results in your child not really wanting to partake in actual social situations mm. because they're the imaginary friends friend okay. with real friends mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. because they find imaginary friends more enjoyable they kind of feel like they don't need other friends other than their imaginary friend so if you're starting to see the imaginary friend encroach upon what is typical and healthy for your child then definitely kind of point it out don't don't yell at your child or get angry at them and stuff like that but you know just try to encourage them to be more within the real world and just kind of like pointing out like yeah you know but your imaginary friend can't do this you know right. and kind of like you know participate in games and stuff with them to show them that there is a very different quality mm. to the type of interactions you can have with real people because it is not uncommon and i think especially you know we have to recognize kids sort of born in the pandemic generation who were very mm. much isolated and i wouldn't be surprised if a lot of them 
created imaginary friends in order to fulfill a void that happened right. when they weren't able to socialize. Yeah. So we are seeing a trend of kids either born during or just before the pandemic or even kids who would have gone to school during the pandemic who are sort of struggling with the social development we would normally expect of that age and, and completely understandably why, right? So if you have a child who's really struggling to engage with people in the real world because they have this imaginary friend that's kind of awesome, mm. then definitely try to highlight some of the benefits of being friends with real people. <laughs> it's so weird I'm calling it real people. <laughs> yeah. And and not really en- not really engaging in that as much, right? But mm. if, but otherwise if you feel that your child is completely typical, has friends at school, interacts perfectly fine with family members, then I would say, you know, it's kind of fun because it's encouraging upon their creativity. And it's also a really good sort of, I would say almost like a bonding exercise because your child is actually seeing you partake in their play. That is one of the biggest issues that I notice is that a lot of parents don't participate in the imaginary play that a child is engaging in because Mm. it's something that's so unknown to them. So it's not always a bad thing. Because most kids have imaginary friends who are humans, right? It's an Mm. imaginary human friend. Now, Mm. is it a sign of sorts or is there something to worry about if their imaginary friend is a talking horse? No. Is that no, what do you mean? Just, right? Talking horse, dragon, <laughs> right? uh, not unicorn. at all. Oh, so it's all not it's all good, all. right? Okay. Yeah, it's all good. And <laughs> okay. again, it goes back to their interest, right? So you might have a child who's into I mean, I was a huge fan of Little Mermaid growing up. Right. Like, you know, I wouldn't be surprised. You could probably ask my mom, my imaginary friends might have been sea creatures. It okay. is completely normal. <laughs> okay, yeah. good. Yeah. 